Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the British Royal Fanatic Podcast. I'm Hayden, your American friend with a passion for British royal history. If you enjoy royal media, in addition to current events and history within the British royal family, then you have found your home. Today's different. Today, we have all the way from the Wayward Dragons podcast, we have Kelsey and Johnny. Hello, hello. 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 (laughs) In... In one sentence, how would you describe your podcast? Oh, God. (laughs) And it can be a compound sentence. Two nerdy friends, two nerdy best friends with an interest in all things that are occult and spooky. Yeah. With a bunch of fuckery yeah i would say that's fair i would say that is a very apt <laughs> great now now you can relax now like, you can I'm relax like, there we go how do we describe this in one sentence shit shit yeah, but fun. yes yeah to kick off spooky season here at the podcast why not have my resident expert in spiritualism occult all things spooky here my sister kelsey and johnny co-hosts of the wayward dragon podcast yeah. today Dear listeners, we are going to be talking about royal curses mm-hmm. and how, in and, and just the occult in the royal family in general. Now, this is one I have been saving, and <laughs> when you go back and notice that, when you go back and notice this, so recently people have gone back through the archives of uh, the late Queen Queen Elizabeth II, and every wedding she went to that she wore blue. The couple got divorced. I have seen that. Every single one. And she wore it to Princess Margaret and Lord Snowden, mm-hmm. her sister. She wore it to her daughter, Princess Anne, and her first husband, Captain Mark Phillips. She wore it to her son, Prince Andrew, and Sarah Ferguson's wedding. She wore it to now King Charles when he first married Lady Diana Spencer. They all got divorced. But also, Peter Phillips and Autumn Kelly, the son of Princess Margaret, she wore blue to their wedding. And they got divorced last year. <laughs> Oh my goodness. That's that's so weird. So in other words, if she really didn't like someone that was getting married, she would just wear blue to their wedding. Mm -hmm. And possibly curse them to (laughs) eventually get get divorced. And it sounds like witchcraft. Sounds like witchcraft, it's heresy. And also every royal couple that has honeymooned on the Royal Yacht Britannia all got divorced. Every single couple got divorced. Princess Margaret, Lord Snowden, Princess Anne, her first husband. Prince Andrew and Sarah Ferguson and Charles and Diana. All of them, not only the Queen wore blue, but they honeymooned on the Royal Yacht Britannia. So is the royal family cursed? Mm, possibly. Maybe. Possibly. In So Kelsey, in a very short description, where do curses come from? Why do we think of curses? Where uh, do you, based off what you and Johnny have talked about, this is going to those... be more of his expertise than mine. I, I knew you were going to say this. <laughs> um, so, because it's 
there's a couple different ways. There's a couple different ways curses come about. Uh, so you have one is just it's energy. It's that energetic field that is put upon a person or an item. Uh, two, there is the thought process that curses are psychological. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so if something is talked about or communicated for a while, it comes into being. Uh, so that would be like, you know, the whole, you know, like, for instance, you know, step on a crack, break your mother's back. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you take it and there's the thought process there. And if you say it enough, you can manifest it. Or if, you know, you do something and it's, Cause it's a correlation without causation type of thing. You know, there's okay. You make things happen because it's your belief that they happen, or you know, the energy that everyone feeds into it causes it to happen. Group mindset. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Many people have thought when 1992 happened that the royal family was officially cursed what happened in 1992 well princess anne got separated and divorced andrew and sarah separated charles and diana separated and windsor castle caught on fire Mm. and this is where a lot of people began to actually go back into royal history and go wait a minute is could there be something going on here is this is this you know whole curse of the house of windsor something that is real and i can see your face kelsey that yeah it's like uh, i don't know because nothing really truly to that magnitude has happened really since yes when harry and megan left it was you no know, huge but that was only one part of the year it's you know this isn't blow 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 so first impressions what are your thoughts so this this is my this is where my brain goes not everything's a coincidence like it it, sometimes shit happens like just because all those things Mm -hmm. happen within this like itty bitty time frame does not necessarily mean that this one place is cursed or the family is cursed it's just that's just how things unfortunately happen for that family everybody goes through highs and lows and unfortunately all those lows just kind of synced up and happened all at once so i think a lot of times people put a curse quote curse on something or a family's cursed or a place is cursed and it's just like an unfortunate circumstance that just kind of happened because it yeah it's sometimes just life happens and unfortunately (laughs) and life gets hard like stuff happens at the same time it's just how it's just how the world is working right now. It's just how life is happening for those four people. Is they all got divorced at the same time, and unfortunately, their house caught on fire. It may not be a curse. And if, it just might be just how and, everything happened for them that time in their life. And it was a very big. It was a very big castle too. You know, Windsor Castle is over a thousand years old. Jesus. Yep. Yeah. Over a thousand it's just years old. Be, it could just be how life happened. Unfortunately, I can I can understand. I see both I see both side uh, both camps, especially when you look at the to go off on a little 
tangent, when you look at the media portrayal at, at the time, everybody thought everything was fine. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, marriages are falling apart. And yeah. then this true freak accident of a castle falling down. But that really got a lot of people to, again, reflect back into royal history's past. And royal history, for lack of a better term, is fucked. Yeah. Well, and <laughs> it's, I, it's. I also think that no. you don't know what happens behind people's closed doors. You know, I think all three of us mm-hmm. know that you put on the best facade of your relationship. You don't let a lot of people know the lows that happen. All that, those low periods happen behind closed doors. And then when that finally gets out of things that happen, people are like, oh shit. And it's like, well, yeah, you don't always tell people that like your marriage is falling apart in everything. You, mm-hmm. you don't always let people know that, you know, that's, that, that stays between you and that person. So, like, for these people, they're royal people, they're celebrities within their own right, and then what their dirty laundry gets kind of aired, people are like, oh, shit, we didn't know that was happening. Well, yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. You don't find out stuff about your parents till long after. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> what makes yeah, I, it any different for them? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, famous people here, like, you know, in, in the States, uh, it would be you know, our celebrities and stuff. And, you know, here you constantly have paparazzi mm-hmm. that are in their face. And whether you're interested in the stuff or not, you're going to find out what's going on in their yep. lives. Uh, mm-hmm. I think people in the UK are a heck of a lot more respectful. Yeah. And, but it's like a similar uh, status where, you know, these people are held higher above everyone else. So they typically, if they have issues, you would think they would keep it quiet and keep it hush hush because, you know, they're dealing with their own issues. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also really easy to label something going wrong. Serious. Oh, there must be, you know, there must be cursed. Well, and one of the things to begin, uh, to begin a segue is when you look back in the Royal archives and we look at art, jewelry, stones, we look at places where things have been built. Some of the things may not have been, they don't certainly have the best backstory behind them, especially when it comes yeah. to like gems and stones. They can really hold on to energy. And do you know of the alleged curse of the Corinor diamond? Yes. That's the jewel that's yes. in her crown right now. That was in her crown. Mm-hmm. Well, the uh, the Corinor diamond is it got like cut into a few, mm-hmm. but yeah, it was it was Many people think that it was taken from its area and sort of the British took it, but it was actually given as a gift Part to of a Queen peace Victoria. Mm-hmm. And she, but it had this huge bloody past. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I find interesting is that uh, they were told when it was given to the British government, well, to just the British people, that, you know, uh, only God or women can wear this stone without uh, without any wrongdoing. If a man were to wear this, you know, all chaos will, 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 will rain down, which is interesting. That diamond is now only implemented in jewelry worn by women mm-hmm. in the royal family. Yep. But so what... what do you think there? Mm. I think, it, well, you also have to go into the fact that every queen or queen consort that has worn that has had their her own um, misgivings. They have lost their husbands, children, stuff like that has also happened to those women. Um, True. And stuff like that. Um, 
I think when you get into crystals, it's kind of a totally different thing. Um, because crystals do hold some form of energy within themselves. Um, and you can set intentions for that. Whether those are good or bad. It also brings up, too, uh, the Black Prince Ruby. Yes. Have you heard of this one? Yes. I I did my research on this one. I love that you've done (laughs) your research. It makes me so happy. (laughs) I did minor research. I came slightly prepared. (laughs) I love that. I love coming slightly prepared. One of the things I find interesting about the Black Prince Ruby is its placement in the Imperial State Crown. It's in the back. Mm -hmm. That's how you know you that that's the back of of the crown is is, Mm -hmm. is that the the Black Prince Ruby is in the front where I think the Cory is in the front. Yeah, I don't know. And but we have these, you know, we have the, the Black Prince Ruby, we have the Corinor Diamond that are, you know, these gemstones that are still in the collection, that still get looked at, that have, you know, their history is war yes, and blood. You know, blood is technically on these gemstones' hands. Do you think that those could have some form of effect onto the royal family? Because many people believe that the Corinor Diamond is the reason why the royal family got COVID. Oh, Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Many people believe, and I saw <laughs> multiple sources of people talking about how oh, this is the curse of the of the, cor- of the, of the Corinor Diamond, that the, the royal family has been susceptible and got this. Oh, God. It's like, do, do, you, do you want to interject, Johnny, on this? Before I have, like, an aneurysm? <laughs> so, I have a couple of thoughts here. Uh, so... <laughs> As Kelsey said, any sort of gemstone, because of the crystalline structure, uh, it has energy and it can hold energy. I mean, you even from a you know outside of a metaphysical standpoint, we use quartz in a lot of watches mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. help them run. Uh, so the energy's there. You can take it, and they've you know they're able to record information on quartz and all that as well. Different gemstones have different powers, different, you know, abilities, different vibrations. Uh, This is something that's been, you know, scientifically confirmed. Well, if you're feeding additional energy into that and you know what you're doing, you could easily manipulate or trap a certain type of energy into uh, that crystal, that, you know, diamond or whatnot, and it could cause ill effects. I don't think that has anything to do with them getting COVID. <laughs> I, <laughs> no, I, I would either. say that, that has absolutely nothing to do with them getting COVID. It may have, uh, you know, increased the likelihood. I mean, so the thing with thing with magic as if you're looking into it from a scientific standpoint is you are merely manipulating or changing the energy to increase the likelihood of certain things but the reality is is that you still face the basic laws of probability so if you have something like that where you know People always say, well, if magic's real, why don't you use it to win the lottery? Well, you still face the laws of probability to where, you know, it may increase your chances, but it's not going to be a guaranteed thing. It may have increased their likelihood 
of catching COVID or put, you know, moved things or pushed things into a certain situation where they would be more likely to get COVID, but it would not have caused them directly to have gotten COVID. I just saw that headline and I just lightly went, are we, you know, are we really doing this today? Mm -hmm. You know, whether whether or not the Corridor Diamond is cursed or not is something that is constantly going to be up for debate and scrutiny. But the fact that this is the reason that they got COVID, not the fact that they have very public lives and they do duties and they're interacting in the public in a time when, you know, the Queen's immune system was a little weak. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of other things where you can explain it away, but, you know, there's still some things where people are still so dead set that, no, that was the reason. You know, the Corinor, there's a lot of things I, I looked into where, where many people believe that the Corinor Diamond is a, really where a lot of the pitfalls within the royal family, like this this specific gemstone. Mm-hmm. Which, one, the fact that it comes from India further, re- in my opinion, reinforces negative stereotypes. But, two, it's just... You know, there's other things going on at play here where if, if this, you know, diamond is specifically cursed, okay, cool. We think of the Hope Diamond as well, you know, where everybody that's had that diamond, it's they've subsequently died, correct? I think so, yes. You wear it and you die? I think yeah. so. That's why no one's, yeah. Or like it's, if it's in your possession and you wear it or you like touch it or some type of thing like that, you, you, that you, you then die. But then it brings up. Here's something that I looked up. Did you look at Kelsey? Did you look up the uh, curse of the Hess strawberry tiara? Yes. Yes. So, like, when you what, what can you tell me about when that? When you look up, um, if you type into Google, um, royal fam- British royal family curses, all that comes up is jewelry. For the record. Um, yes. Yes. So basically, it was a it was a tiara that Prince Albert made for his one daughter. Um, and unfortunately he died before she got married, before she could wear it. Um, so after that, whoever has worn it, um, has had stuff like really horrible happen to them. Um, and then it was also involved in a plane crash where everyone died, um, including, um, an unborn baby. Um, it's one of those things of like, I think that that tiara was made with good intentions and, you know, it's made for her to wear on her wedding day, you know, it's made by her dad. You know, it's one of those things that was, there was a lot of good intentions behind it. And unfortunately, some horrible things happened to it. I also think it's like, this is part of the problem I have with like curses, quote curses like this is it's, it's a mindset in a way. If you think something bad's going to happen, it's going to happen. So if you think something Mm -hmm. bad is associated, if something bad and you're looking for something to blame, oh, this tiara was present during this plane crash well it's it's the tiara's fault it's it's mm-hmm. it's the tiara's fault you're not gonna blame who might be actually at fault or look for other causes type thing mm-hmm. where it's like because for you that tiara is enough to 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 explain yeah where and you know for some for some context queen victoria blamed her son the eventual uh, king edward the seventh for the death of Prince Albert. He couldn't get his he couldn't get his dick together. He was known as the party prince, which is another segue too into <laughs> something that just popped into into my brain. Uh but he, you know, Prince Albert they went on a walk to try to um essentially go like, "Hey, you need to get your life together. 
you know, you keep making us angry. Therefore, we're not giving you a little, we're not helping you get responsibilities. You need to get it together. It started raining. Prince Albert got pneumonia and then Prince Albert died. And Queen Victoria blamed her son and really caused like a rift in the family where Queen Victoria was in mourning for the rest of her life. She never got over it. Yeah. So in terms of context, where the, the, the whole, it was such a really close family and then Prince Albert died. And then now the whole family's kind of fissured in some way. You know, mm-hmm. could that could that be another reason to explain it? Or no. is it another coincidence to add to the coincidence hat? Another thing to add to the coincidence hat. Because um, I, I know that all three of us know that death makes your family do very insane things. It's not anyone's fault that someone unfortunately passes away it's it's yeah. not anyone's fault and you can't blame that the universe decided you know what you know what today's your day but i i think a lot of people put they put blame on people that don't deserve blame like okay well you sh- if you had your life together then you guys wouldn't have had this conversation the universe decided mm-hmm. you know what Prince Albert needs to come back. So uh, you look for blame for things when people very close to you die. Um, and then when a major key anchor in, in a family unfortunately passes away, the, the family kind of just kind of goes their own way. It, it's yeah. unfortunately a thing that happens with life. Um, all three of us know that, that that's what happens. Like, I just, I just think that it's a lot of, it's a lot of weird coincidences that people are just like, this is why. That's like, it, it, no. no. There's, a, there's other there's things other... going on. Yeah. This is another thing that I can bounce off both of you, Johnny and Kelsey. This just popped into my brain. Many people have alleged over the years that the actual title of Prince of Wales is cursed that whomever has the principles is not you know like doom and gloom but you're not gonna have an easy road you're not gonna like how uh albert well as prince of wales edward the seventh you know there's you know albert dying when he's trying to get his life together they're party princes they have many lovers they don't take their duties very seriously they divorced they one prince of wales almost brought on the complete fall of the house of windsor with edward the eighth and the abdication so there's a lot of you know just like again all this speculation here where with all these royal jewels many people believing that they're cursed because of their ancestry coming from turmoil war blood there's the idea of the title of prince of wales being cursed because you typically have affairs it's unhappy marriages you party and don't take your duty seriously you can put the monarchy in very particular precarious situations specifically with the title could a could a title in your opinion have that much power to be cursed with that someone's behavior well as someone who is part welsh i will say we're all just cursed Um, I don't (laughs) see see this is why I wanted to have a conversation with you too because it's so much of just like yeah that's a difficult one Uh, I could I can see how a position could be cursed like that but also there would the thing with curses 
is if it is something that is passed on from family member to family member or position to position, there has to be some sort of anchoring point for the energy. Mm-hmm. So it mm-hmm. would have to be something that is tied to that position, some kind of physical anchor point that is tied to that position. Because the thing with energy is that, you know, it will, over time, dissipate. It'll go out to the universe. Uh, it won't just sit there. I mean, any sort of, think about, you know, heat is a perfect example. Heat is energy, uh, you know, coming off of molecules moving around. So, mm-hmm. over time, that heat dissipates and goes off you know, into the room, into the atmosphere. So in the same way, this sort of energy that is put upon whatever the uh, person is, it would do that. It would be a slower run if it were energy that were tied to a particular item, also depending on the energy that is given into it. I mean, if you want to go full conspiracy nut here, <laughs> we could say that, you know, there's some sort of cabal that is, you know, constantly feeding in sacrifices and feeding in energy to that position or to an item that that position would hold in some way, shape, or form. But we're not going to go all... <laughs> we're not going to go there yet. Conspiracy nut here. No. We're not going to go all conspiracy nut here. Uh... <laughs> While I love a good conspiracy, I just, I feel like it would have to be an item over the position. And if it is an item that is tied to that position, uh, I'm not overly familiar with a lot of structure as far as how the royal family works and what possessions they would have, if they would have any sort of, you know, relics that would be passed from person to person that held the position in tradition or anything like that. So I can't really consciously give a definitive answer on what it would be. Could the position be cursed? Possibly. But more likely it is something tied to that position that is cursed. The one thing that is coming to mind in this that's just popping into my brain is actually prince charles's well fuck king charles's ring that he wore as prince of wales he had the he wore on his pinky it was a singlet ring that had which ties into why do we think royal jewelry is cursed because he wore it and then he, it showed up after he was invested and i believe the edward the seventh had an, edward the eighth had one when he was prince of wales and i know there was talk about William getting that singlet ring now. So is it this possibility? Again, why is it that we always pinpoint it to royal jewelry? You know, is it this ring holding on it keeps getting passed down? Is it, you know, these tiaras that have these cursed diamonds that are the reasons why, you know, the family's so unstable? You know, it all it all brings back to that point, you know, part one of the conversation. Why do we keep just placing blame on jewelry? Well that that kind of ties into something that we had talked about on our podcast in an episode uh, when we talked about death mm-hmm. jewelry. Yep. Uh, so the energy of the individual is tied to that mm-hmm. jewelry. So it could be that, you know, something so traumatic happened to that jewelry 
at some point and the energy just stagnates there, similar to like how a spirit or a ghost or whatever you want to call it haunts a house or they can haunt items. It could be some kind of traumatic energy that just kind of holds on and if it is that case, then it can, you know, you have grief and grief over time mm -hmm. adds up. So you could have mm -hmm. negative energy adding into negative energy adding into negative energy. And it could just be the like negative force that's there that's causing more negative things to happen and adding to its own power. I mean, I like things collect together. You can't, you know, mix oil and water no matter how hard you try. The oil is going to pull together. Mm -hmm. So, in a nutshell, never trust the royal vaults when it comes to trying to find something nice, because in some ways it's going to have some form of bad energy associated with it. But the other side of it is, you know, occultism, spiritualism within the royal family. Queen Victoria really was sort of this usher into it and bringing it really into it. Mm -hmm. What can you tell me about that? Oh, she changed a lot of stuff. She changed a lot what? of things. She changed how we grieve for our dead. Like, dramatically. That is very true. Like. I mean, she literally had, you know, royal advisors along with their several other queens. Uh, Queen Elizabeth I as well. But she literally had royal advisors that would advise her on different things like astrology. And, uh, you know, they would make movements that would... Uh, that were based off that she had interest in the occult she had interest in spiritualism one of the things that always gets to me no. is when <laughs> <laughs> when about queen victoria when she died in 1901 the amount of shit she was buried with mm -hmm. in the totally the idea of like personal mourning like i believe she was buried with a complete marble bust of prince albert mm -hmm. on top of like, I think molds of his ear okay. and I think his nose. That's a little weird. Like, she had, like, a few, like, plaster molds of, like, I think it, it was, like, his ear and his, like, a finger or something. He A marble bust of him. She was buried with locks of all of her children's hair. Okay. That makes a little a sense. A few books. Yeah, that, make, that makes sense. Um, and then she also had, a, I want to say, a painting... Or something related to John Brown. Oh, the ever scandalous John Brown, who she met up in Scotland at Balmoral, and he has his own little statue up there. But her whole concept, in fact, actually, her whole concept of mourning, if she didn't get it lightly together, could have actually brought the downfall and fully removal of the monarch. It was, it got to, which I can understand, you know, the whole, the whole situation here. She actually refused to step back into Buckingham Palace. After he yeah. died in 1861, she never stepped foot back in Buckingham Palace because she was so stricken with grief and memory and she could still feel him there because they built Buckingham Palace into what it was today. They put that yeah. eastern facade. They built the the ballroom that, you know, she, which is kind of, which is kind of comical in the like 1880s, 1890s, people started putting fake for sale signs in front of Buckingham Palace Oh my God. because the monarch was never there. Yeah, they would get so frustrated that they would put these fake for sale signs and put them on the gates of Buckingham Palace. <laughs> That's funny. That's just trolling. It's Trolling just, us you know, people have been 
people have trolled since day one. But not only that, uh, Prince Albert died in what is what was then known as the Blue Room at Windsor Castle. And when he died, Queen Victoria ordered that the room be sealed and left as is. Is that in your research into, you know, Victorian death practices and just death practices in general, is that something normal? Completely sealing a room off, no one can touch it, mm -hmm. no one, this is his stuff, this yeah. is this, is that something that is still completely normal? That's stuff that happens now. You see families of, you know, parents that lose their children, or missing children, they seal the room off completely and never touch it again except to clean it. You know, I think that mm -hmm. not... I think there's this notion that you grieve once and you're done. I don't think people understand that grieving is a very, it's very much a lifelong process. It's never something that goes away. It's something that you always come to terms with over time. Um, and at that time, grieving was becoming personal in a way, mm -hmm. but also becoming kind of private more private than it was um because i mean women could men could grieve for six months and but women had to grieve for two years for their husband so it was a lot of different things and i think that people just that's what people do you know i i don't think i mean shutting rooms off people do that now you know, they, mm. you and I both know that. People shut rooms off and never go in it again. Um, it's mm -hmm. too traumatic. And they want to deal with those feelings when they're comfortable. And sometimes people are never comfortable handling those feelings ever again. They would just, they don't even want to look at it. Mm -hmm. Like, and nope. sometimes you think you're okay and it's just going to hit you all at once. Yep. I don't know mm. where. I very much. And it's really interesting in terms of when we think back to Queen Victoria and her mourning and, you know, how much mourning she put the royal family through, you know, still her, you know, she never wore color again. Mm -mm. When he died, she wore black for the rest of her life. And I remember, if my memory's right off the top of my head with history, she, there was one wedding that was shortly after his death. One of her kids got married, which segues into another topic. Uh, she refused to be there. Like, on the floor. She sat up in, like, a balcony, like, a rectory balcony up top. She was still there. You, yeah. know, you know, the kids can't get angry. Her mom was still there. But she refused to be on the floor because she was essentially close to inconsolable. Yeah. And, you know, it's really interesting to think that, you know, in, in a time that was still so rigid that in her name she was so vulnerable with her emotions and that mm -hmm. she never warped she never stepped foot in buckingham palace again she she had at osborne house uh the bed which the bedroom there i will say sidebar was badass <laughs> because she had a locking mechanism oh this is this is fantastic so the side of the door into the bedroom that went into the hallway had one lock visible that the help could unlock, but there was a secret second lock on the bedroom side that was operational from the bed. So you could you could flip a switch 
and the other lock would fall, so they would go, no, knock, 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 your majesty, and they would op- open the door, but mm, if it didn't open, that was telltale sign, okay, they they could still lock the door from bed. That's kind of cool, not gonna lie. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> it's kind of cool. And But she had a plaque placed there for his, this was the last night Prince Albert slept in this bed, and she kept one of his night shirts there, and she, com- and like, when you go back into Queen Victoria, you, when you first when you first think of her, someone so rigid, mm-hmm. so much, she had a similar sense of duty to that of the late queen, but she was so, you know, the opposite of what her mm-hmm. era represents. She was so emotional and so vulnerable, and really involved in her family, which also kind of segues into sort of the last thing to really talk about: the idea of hemophilia. Yes, <laughs> is it? Is it, in your opinion, is it truly a royal curse or is it just the bad luck of genetics? Um, I think that's a two combo. I think it is a curse of being inbred as much as all of the royal families are so intermingled within a lot of the same families. So I think it's just a true curse of just genetics of just the people marrying first cousins after first cousins after first cousins you know it's just that's what happens when you inbreed for that long is Mm -hmm. genetics are gonna mess up a lot of things that's what's like you know are these things actual curses or if it's or is it just because all these people have been inbred with the same families for so long that the genetics are not as good as they once were because now you're getting the bad side effects of having the same genetic pool for so long is you're going to have people that act mm. out and are quote crazy because it's, it's the unfortunate side of genetics when you inbreed mm. that long look at the egyptians and all that stuff genetically look at the habsburgs yeah like just look, look at up. the habsburgs and their really awful habsburg jaw yeah you know and that doesn't escape the royal family just because they're they've, they're the royal family. Well, the, the shit happens when you inbreed for that long, folks. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, there's, uh, I don't remember which royal line it is, but I had seen something yesterday about one of the royal lines, and uh, they were their genetics get so bad at one point that the king. Yeah, I really wish I remembered which country this was, but Spain literally looked like a freaking alien. Probably, Spain, probably Spain, probably. Yeah, well, then it probably. brings in it yeah, brings in the Habsburgs. Literally. The Habsburgs were so their gene pool was so diluted and so small. You know that that's where the Habsburg jaw comes from. When you look at those old paintings mm-hmm. where the jaws are like completely like out to here, that they're light caricatures. But it's yeah, the idea which. Uh, Queen Victoria is said to have been for this bra- this branch of the European monarchies. She was said to be the one to carry it. Yes, she was the one who mm-hmm. brought it into all these royal houses. Which many people believe that that was one of the curses of the Romanov family was the fact that the Tsarevich had hemophilia, it's and that the- was sort of one of the many curses of the Romanovs. Well, it's because she married a- one of her kids into the Russian family. One mm-hmm. of one of her kids, which went- is over to Russia and it's like well no wonder the czars had it because they married a carrier of 
of the disease. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah, and it was uh, the Empress uh, was actually Queen Victoria's favorite granddaughter. And do you want to know something interesting? She actually, if my memory's right, she is, when she was a princess, her mother was Princess Alice of eventually Hess. So she came from the Grand Ducal House of Hess, where that cursed tiara is from. So full circle, is it all from cursed jewelry? No. <laughs> no. Does it all go full circle and everything is just cursed jewelry, never buy jewelry again? No. Um, no. No. I think it's, <laughs> I think this is, this is, this is, this is what I think. So I think it's a lot of mindset. Um, you attract what you put out. So if you always think bad things are going to happen, bad things are always going to happen. Um, and as people, we do not like to look inward and work on ourselves and see what's wrong within us. We like to point blame at other things. So it's it's not the fact that this happened, it's while she was wearing that tiara. Or it's while she had that diamond on. So that's obviously why it happened, because, you know, it, it came from a bad place. There could be nothing wrong with that that piece of jewelry at all. Mm-hmm. It's just that people are just like, well, this happened with it, so that happened with it too. <coughs> it's just unfortunate circumstances. Um... But, I mean, crystals do hold on to energy. You know, if, if something does, you know, traumatically happen in front of it, it is going to hold something like that in. Um, but, like Johnny said, over time, stuff like that does dissipate. So, I don't know. And, well, yeah, cause, and then with the belief that, you know, if this is happening because this other thing happens, and because this other thing happens, uh, which adds more energy to it, um, but you would think with individuals like that, this is my whole kicker on it, uh, you know, you have one of the wealthiest, most well-known, predominant families in the world. Uh, you would think that they would know someone to be able to do some sort of cleansing yes. or to, you know, get rid of the curse on the item. Oh, Princess Diana was all into that. Yeah. So... You know, you would think that at this point, I mean, because all of this started, what, 200 years ago or longer? Well, the the actual, the House of Windsor part dates back to the Habsburgs. And no, the Habs, yeah, the Habsburgs. No? Hanovers. Wow. Wow. <laughs> um, that could have been real bad. <laughs> Dates back to the to the Hanovers when the Hanoverians took over, but the actual British monarchy, even with the Civil War, is over a thousand years old. Okay, so I mean, even with that, though, I mean, you have a thousand years worth of blood, and turmoil, and death, and negativity that's feeding into that. But you would still think that they would know someone or have some sort of ability to cleanse those items to get rid of the curse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you think, so do you think, uh, sorry. That's just my big kicker on it is that you would think being who they are, they would be able to deal with the situation. Do you think, do you think the now King gets like his tarot cards read every month? Oh, hell no. Like just like, 
like just can, can you just this is to add some lightness to this conversation because it's been real dark and real serious for quite a while <laughs> do you think like he do you think he like goes somewhere and like sees it, like he has a girl somewhere oh, that he goes no. and gets his cards read a while no i just love that i movie. i feel like he would probably have someone uh that would come mm-hmm. to him yeah it'd be very hush hush yeah, there, there would be some sort of royal advisor or something like that. Uh, fun fact, this is <laughs> obviously not uh, royal stuff, but a number of U.S. presidents have actually had, like, astrologers and everything else that would, you know, draw up charts for them or do readings for them. Mm-hmm. And part of the things that have happened in U.S. politics are because of that so it would not surprise me at all if because i know they have in the past but it wouldn't surprise me at all if they still do have some sort of individual or individuals like that well and it sort of gets back to this like a closing thoughts you know this having that person in the royal family i know diana was huge into it when she finally had her stella got her groove back moment mm-hmm. in the 90s mm-hmm and was like trying to figure out, you know, what can my place in the family look like before she eventually divorced and died. Um, and she had people she would see regularly. She would essentially go to the same astrologer weekly. And yeah. one little takeaway, one last little takeaway. We started with the fun fact. We're going to close with with a really cool <laughs> fun fact. Many people can cite that our modern day obsession with astrology can be cited back to the birth of Princess Margaret back in 1929. Uh, they were so excited. This is this is the argument put forth. This is the argument put forth. They've always been here, but the new curiosity of it, they were so excited about this new princess to be born, what she's going to be like, you know. And when she was just as an infant, a... Uh, a reporter went to a local astrologer and tarot card readers like, Hey, this is when little princess Margaret was born. You know, she's still an infant. What can you tell us about her? They went, well, she's a Leo first off. And they went, excuse me, what? (laughs) And now they like, this is whole, like, yeah, here's her birth chart. Let me do her birth chart. Yeah. This is what her (laughs) signs are. And at that point it became really popular in the British media. And then subsequently, you know, people cite that a, modern day resurgence of astrology can be cited back to the birth of princess margaret hmm. keyword can i'm not saying it's it was like, it's always been popular it's always been mm-hmm. there but okay. just a little just a little I, something I would say it may have some influence over some of it but yeah hmm I mean, as we, as all three of us know here, it's always been here. It done been yeah. new. It's been here for a very long time. But that's when I read it when I was reading um, Lady Glenn Connor's book. She cites that as everybody being so excited. She 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 talks about it, and also in Ninety Nine Glimpses of Princess Margaret. She's one of my favorite royals. But anyway, <laughs> to sum up today, royal curses are they a thing? Do they truly exist? It's still this kind of gray area, but one thing we have come down to is that it all comes down to mindset. Yes. Mindset, how you carry yourself, you know, letting and how you treat this energy. And I think it was really interesting to sort of delve into from this different standpoint of 
trying to apply a little bit more of a logical argument to it than really getting deep into uh, too much of the history. But Kelsey and Johnny, you've been such wonderful guests here on my <laughs> podcast. Thank you. Wonderful, Thank wonderful you guests. Thank you for having us. A great way to kick off spooky season. Is there anything you would like to shamelessly plug? Um, we are on Facebook. Oh, in... you got the whole spill? Yeah, I got the whole spill. Cause, um, <laughs> well, if you are on, if you interact with us on social media, I am the person that you interact on social media. Um, if you email us, you interact with Johnny. Um, so we are on Facebook and Instagram at, as the Wayward Dragons. Um, I do post cat photos of our cats um, that him and I both have. Um, I do have a YouTube channel that I do unboxing videos, um, and I do post episodes with more pictures, um, and that is The Wayward Dragons. Um, yeah, you can email us at thewaywarddragons at gmail.com. You can give us a spooky story, um, book recommendations, because that is something that we do talk about on the podcast is a lot of books. Um, we will start doing the Lord of the Rings series review here soon. Um. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Buckle up for that one. <laughs> yeah. um. So what's going to happen there is we're just going to give Kelsey her own podcast. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah. Johnny will be in the back like with time cards. Of, it's been an hour. It's been two hours. Yeah, yeah we're... Wrap it we're, up. We're going like, to start <laughs> that here soon. Yeah, uh-huh. Yep, yep. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, oh really? Yeah, because mm. we are we are two nerds, and I am a Lord of the Rings nerd. Um, um, so yeah, you can email us about book review books that you think that we we both should read. Um, a scary story, or if you have a topic that you think that we should cover. Um, and yeah, that's where you can find us all. Wonderful. I will put links to all your socials and emails down in the show notes and description box down below. So that way all of you can interact with the podcast as best you can. And with that, everyone, once again, thank you. Give a wonderful round of applause to the Wayward Dragons. We love them so much. And with that, everyone, have a great rest of your day and I will see you in the